Welcome back. The Mosaic Life Care pregame show rolls on on this Saturday in November. Missouri Western football regular season finale going on the road today. Fred G. Hughes Stadium in Joplin as the Griffins and the Lions of Missouri Southern get ready to kick it off today at 2 o'clock. Missouri Western, of course, uh, perhaps the talk of Division Two this week, not only moving up in both the coaches in the media poll, but getting up to number 7 in Super Region 3. The Griffins in a good spot uh, on the verge of, a, of their first playoff bid since 2012 but obviously not only does Missouri Western need to take care of business today but they're probably gonna need a little help uh, from other teams in the region there's also this thing called the earned access rule which could be working against Missouri Western as much as we try to explain it whether on the air or on social media or in print it's a little bit confusing so I thought I would take this opportunity in our pregame show to talk with somebody who's a little who's definitely more experienced in this stuff than I am and has more knowledge on the intricate of Division II football playoffs than a lot of people do. And he's from the region. He's uh, regionally based out of Kansas City. He is the founder, editor, do-all for D2Football.com. Brandon Meisner joins me on the pregame show. Brandon, uh, good to talk with you. Let's just dive right into it. Um, You know, on the surface, Missouri Western, it looks like, you know, yes, they have lost two games, but man, you know, playing in one of the best conferences in the nation. They've beaten two ranked teams. Obviously, beating second-ranked Pitt was uh, pretty significant eight and two overall eight and two against division two teams and eight and two against teams within super region three I mean in simple terms the Griffins do have a pretty good resume but uh looks like they still need a little bit of help they absolutely do you know well for you know most importantly they have to win today that that would be number one but they're at number seven uh the top seven teams make uh the the playoffs the one caveat as you mentioned is earned access and that uh, comes into effect when a conference has a team that is not ranked in the top seven, but is ranked eight or nine. And uh, if there is, uh, if they remain in the eight or nine spot, uh, because there is no other representative from that conference, they will move to seven, and the team at seven would fall out. That is obviously Missouri Western. Now. Don't get confused. It's not about conference championships or anything like that. It is simply the highest ranked team from a conference that is not represented in the regional rankings. So Davenport is eight, but Grand Valley and Ferris State are there. They're not a threat. Southern Arkansas is 10, but Harding and Washita are above them. They're not a threat when it comes to earned access. However, Indianapolis is nine. There's no other GLBC team ranked. That is where the swap would take place or the replacement would take place, however you want to look at it. Very frustrating for um, for the number seven team. Uh, I think the best way to rationalize it in people's head is to think of it like a pseudo-automatic qualifier. But it's just saying your team has to be good enough to get it. You can't be really lousy and get it. That's the way I would rationalize it if I were you know, have Missouri Western. Well, that is a good explanation. But, Brandon, at the same time, again, I know you don't work for the NCAA. You don't make these decisions. Yeah. But this just seems like a, some kind of legal loophole that just overcomplicates everything. Again, I only learned what earned access was seven days ago on set last Saturday okay. after we beat Pitt. So, I'm again, I'm a little bit new to all of this. The Griffins were never – this is my third year with the Griffins. They weren't even close right. to the playoff radar the, the previous two years, which is a credit to what Tyler Fenwick has done in year one here. But – I mean, Missouri Western is seventh by 
based on the metrics, based on the committee, they are the seventh best team in Super Region 3 based on strength of schedule and everything else. And you said it. So this earned access, it's not even really an automatic bid because if a bad GLVC team won the conference, that doesn't guarantee that they're in. UIndy is just good enough to be ninth, to be ninth in the region. If they stay there, they get this bid based on earned access. Why not just take the top seven as they are? Well, it was a compromise from two, uh, 2004. It was part of legislation um, that had happened in that year. Some schools out east and schools from the RMAC uh, tried to reduce scholarships to 24 from 36 where they are now. Uh, so this was a compromise to help give teams more playoff access. In addition, it happened when they expanded the field from 16 uh, to 24, and now it's 28. But this was a compromise to help keep scholarships where they were at 36 so kids wouldn't lose those and to expand the field to 24. And the NCAA, the D2 committee at that time, tried to actually include automatic bursts into the playoffs from conferences. But uh, to do that, 70% of the Division II institutions had to sponsor that sport. They were under that threshold. They were not granted a waiver by the NCAA. So this was the workaround to that. And that, that is why it exists. So basically just kind of a compromise for scholarships, playoff expansion, and other things. It doesn't even necessarily directly correlate. It was just kind of a, a bargaining chip, basically? Well, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was absolutely a compromise. Because, uh, you know, they wanted to expand the playoffs, but there were certain conferences, certain regions, et cetera, et cetera, that said, well, all that's going to do is get more of your teams in the playoffs. We're going to pay more of our Division II budget for you so your teams can go do fun things like compete in the playoffs, have a chance for a national championship. And so that that was absolutely the compromise. That was the way that they got them to, uh, to vote for the expansion of the playoffs, so on and so forth. Just like anything with politics, yep. there's compromise whenever things, whenever changes are made, and everybody has their own agenda. Brandon Meisner, D2Football.com, joining us, helping uh, to make sense of the kind of wacky and uh, sometimes nonsensical world that is NCAA Division II postseason selection. And uh, as I was telling Brandon before we went on the air, I think Missouri Western has more than had it with how Division II does this, given what we went through with the Missouri Western women's basketball team that finished third in the league, 24-7, and and somehow misses the NCAA tournament. Meanwhile, they'd be like a 5-6 seed in Division I. Don't get me started. But back to football, Brandon. Um, the MI IAA, obviously, I think they've had pretty good success against teams from the GAC and the GLVC. Um, are they at a disadvantage when it comes to the postseason being paired with such a great league like the GLIAC? Because, obviously, there you've got Grand Valley State, defending national champion Ferris, uh, Davenport, all competing. I mean, it just seems like when you try to shake out the top seven from two monster leagues like the MIAA and the GLIAC, somebody's going to get left out. Is that a disadvantage right now for a team like Missouri Western? It's always a disadvantage for the MIAA. Uh, I explained why in a Twitter thread one time this week that the problem is that the MIAA is in the center of a bunch of good conferences. And it's probably the best conference in the center of all those. So no matter where it's placed, because it's been paired with the Lone Star before, the RMAC before, the Northern Sun before, uh, now the GLIAC, no matter where it goes, it becomes part of an unfair region where there are a ton of good teams. It is a, it's a factor of geography and 
achievement by by the uh, MIAA. And so that's always going to exist as long as the regional, uh, well, as long as things kind of stay the way they are. You never know if the, a conference can weaken or strengthen. Uh, but as long as there's the regional model by the NCAA, that's likely going to exist in football and some other sports as well, uh, where the MIAA is part of a region that is much stronger than the other. I got you. Yeah, and I think that's where kind of my problem or conflict with this earned access comes in because, like, you know, with with all due respect to the Great Lakes Valley Conference, you, you really can't sit here and tell me that in this modern era, teams like S&T and Jewel or even Indy are on the same level as a Ferris State and a Grand Valley State, et cetera, and recent playoff results would, would, would tell you that. But, uh, and again, it's like well, if Missouri Western is the seventh best right now, why not just go with it? I know it's in place because of politics, but, yeah, I just I, – I, Sure. I've heard explanations. It's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, it's, it, I understand the frustration, and, and you're right to be critical of the GLVC. They're comprised of – I know you've only been here uh, at, at Western and, and at the radio station for three years, so you know some of this is, is you know <laughs> ancient history to you. But Truman State used to be part of the MIAA. They would get their teeth kicked in. They left. Missouri S&T was part of the MIAA. They would that would be a place where the fans would never travel to because they knew they were going to win by 50. <laughs> Southwest Baptist was part of the MIAA. Yep. Same scenario there. Mm-hmm. All right? Lincoln. And now, yeah, yeah exactly. That, uh, Indianapolis used to be part of the GLIAC. Not many people even understood that or recognized that because they did it for football. I believe five wins or six wins was the high water mark for them when they were part of the GLIAC. Right to be frustrated. People are right to be frustrated that a team from absolutely the weakest conference in Super Region Three, one of the weaker in the country, would would get in over maybe a more deserving team uh, from uh, from the MIAA. Right. So the, fr- the frustration is real and accurate. As the system is just politics. Well, that being said, Brandon, is there any hope that that this could maybe be reevaluated, reconstructed, rethought, uh, maybe expanded to thirty-two teams again? It expanded once from twenty-four to twenty-eight. Do you see any glimmer of hope that you know if if teams raise enough of a holler to at the NCAA that they might go back and look at it, or is the NCAA just really not care about Division Two that much? Well, I, I I think it's you're battling some things like that. You know, the NCAA is under attack right now. Uh, at, at a higher level with NLI and some other stuff. They're, they're at a sure, poor sure, position sure. right now. Uh, so so they are at a, in a weaker position. Having said that, the opposition can come uh, from from other schools in Division Two who don't have the same attitude about this as teams in the MIAA do. That I, I've had a conference commissioner in Division Two tell me when people were complaining, he said, uh, "Quote unquote, it's just Division Two. Oh, jeez! Right? If if you have that attitude, mm-hmm. and and that came out in a, in a moment of frustration for him, that's what he's taking, and that's a justification for not trying hard, not trying to achieve. You know, flip that, and you know, I've been around Northwest Missouri, who's had like a great twenty-five, thirty-year run, all right? And they, they, the kids there have talked about how it." Division two football in a positive manner. Like it's it's hard to do this. It's a great achievement to accomplish this, and it is. Um, and that attitude, just that, those two different attitudes, are kind of like you know, uh, you know, it opens the the window that you're able to see like 
uh, you know, opens the curtain. You're seeing what people think, and that influences the way that they make decisions and they vote on things like the playoffs and the regional model. There is a chance it'll change. Mike Racy's doing a heck of a job yes, fighting yes. against what's currently going on. Mike has is, is, been the best thing that's happened. Uh, his attitude and his mm-hmm. effort in this has been the best thing that's happened in 20 years. It's great. Um, so, and we, there are some chinks in the armor for the strict regionality, which is also an issue. Yeah. Because um, the, the, the five, six, seven can now be placed in any region if it saves the NCAA money, which money is always a huge factor for them. They want to spend as little as possible, especially in division two. But so I wouldn't say it's forever going to be this way. The battle's tough and you have to persevere, but I do think there is an opportunity to make some changes, probably not any drastic changes that I would like to see made personally. Well, I'm going to borrow from Missouri Western women's basketball coach, Candy Whitaker quote, until the NCAA wants to care more about the D2 experience and the D2 athlete, you're going to continue to sell kids short on what their experience should be. End quote. I think, yeah, that can ring true for a lot of levels. All right, Brandon, uh, final thing, kind of what we're all here for, provided Missouri Western takes care of Missouri Southern today, which after, you know, having to beat Nebraska Kearney on a game-winning field goal a couple weeks back, we cannot take anything for granted. So, obviously critical the Griffins beat the Lions today, provided that happens. We likely, I mean, in all likelihood, need Henderson State to beat Washita, which I think is reasonable. Hendy's 8-2, and two, Washita 9-1. and one. That's a bitter rivalry. Um, and then I also look at uh, Southwest Baptist hosting UND in Bolivar. I think, you know, that would help the Griffins. But if if Baptist beats Indy, does Truman State creep back into the earned access discussion? Uh, how do you see this t- today? I, I don't think so. I think that they had two losses. I mean, they, uh, let me... Uh, I did not have their numbers uh, accessible, but I believe their strict schedule numbers are very bad. And okay. I, I hadn't even thought of them. They haven't even been a consideration in my mind. I should have had the numbers up to be able to look oh, at that's them. That's okay. <laughs> Excuse me, but I, I don't think that, they, that that's an issue. I think in the scenario where Indianapolis is upset or uh, Washtenaw Baptist loses, that you'd be in uh, uh, a little bit better shape because you'd be seven. I'm sorry, you'd move to six. You would not be a potential victim uh, to one team earned access. There could be two teams earned access. It's just not happening this year. Um, but in that scenario, you'd be good. But you absolutely, those two things have to happen along with the win to even have a chance. Because I think the committee is doing what's right, looking at the criteria. I thought there was a chance they would put uh, Indianapolis at seven just for perception's sake to say that they did not use earned access because it also handcuffs them in terms of bracketing. But long story short, you need those things to happen uh, for Missouri Western to have a chance in the playoffs. Well, I think, uh, and just real quick to wrap it up, probably one or the other, right? If Henderson wins, we're good. Or if UND gets bounced, chances are the Griffins are in. Yes. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to clarify that. Okay. Very good. It's it's not not that, you know, small, uh, you know, small, uh, 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 path you're trying to, to trying to walk on, you know, it's it's a little wider than that, but it's uh, uh, you need one of those things to yeah. happen that gives you your best chance. 
Okay. I mean, obviously, both would give you the best chance, but <laughs> yeah. one becomes realistic. Yeah, let's. Yeah, we don't have to get too greedy here. Yeah, just uh, exactly. go go exactly. Henderson or go Southwest Baptist, a, a former exactly. MIAA member. Which I've been telling people all week, Baptist for being four and six. That's not a bad four and sixteen. They've won two straight, beat a then twenty first ranked Truman State team a couple weeks back. So it can happen. I mean, we've seen some wild things in Division Two this year. Of course, one of them happened kind of at Spratt Stadium last Saturday. The Griffins knocking off second-ranked Pittsburgh State. So that has thrown all the cards in the air, and uh, Missouri Western kind of benefiting a little bit from this chaos, but need a little bit more chaos today. Plus, they need to take care of business and have no chaos in Joplin go down and beat Missouri Southern for what would be a 10th straight win in this series against the Lions. Kickoff coming up at 2 o'clock. That is, again, Brandon Meisner, editor, founder, do-all for D2Football.com. Check him out online. That's D2Football.com. They do podcasts, columns articles they put out their own media poll all kinds of good stuff if you're looking to just kind of educate yourself like me on division two uh, postseason uh brandon appreciate it that was fun um uh, have fun this postseason uh do you know when the selection show is on sunday is that five o'clock central I do not know the exact time, but it's it's usually four or five tomorrow. Okay. Well Brandon, either way, appreciate the time and uh look forward to talking to you down the road. Thank you, Tommy.